Welcome back, everybody, to the Kingdom Conscience Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Selena Gilbuie. Thank you so much for joining us today. Listen, have you gone to visit our website? If you haven't, if you don't mind, go and take a look at it. It's the Kingdom Conscience, all one word, dot com. Again, the Kingdom Conscience dot com. When you get there, you can find all of our podcast episodes. You can also find some uh, merchandise that we have for sale. So you can rock your kingdom conscience wear. And while you're there, look for the YouTube link. That'll take you right to our YouTube channel. We've uploaded uh, just a few videos of the conversations that we have. Now let's get to today's conversation. You ready? Come on. Let's go. Okay, welcome back to everyone. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Kingdom Conscience uh, Conversations podcast. I am so honored to have my guest today. I wanted to just introduce her, um, Joyvina Evans, affectionately known as Dr. Joy, is a self-care advocate, author, speaker, higher education administrator, and creator of the Confidence Academy. Confidence Academy carries the mission of cultivating and inspiring confidence, character, boldness, and courage. Dr. Joy has her PhD and MS in public health um, administration and in business. She also completed the Women's Education Leadership Program through Harvard University's Graduate School of Education and earned the Executive Leadership and High Performance Leadership Certificates from Cornell University. And her accomplishments go, I mean, the list is extensive. But without further ado, I'd like to welcome Dr. Joy. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I appreciate it. I am so glad to be here with you. So thank you so much for the invitation. I do not take it lightly. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, it is really an honor. Dr. Joy is actually, we have a mutual friend. Shout out to my my sister, Meredith. Meredith. <laughs> she is, we call each other our first forever friend. Um, but she, we've been in, she's really like family, but um, we connected probably um, well, she con connected me to you probably, I think, 2016. She nominated me for your confidence. You had a campaign going on. Yes, like a, a I think it was a confident woman of the week or something yes. like that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And at that time, uh, God had laid on my heart to do um, a prayer call every Saturday. And I don't, maybe Meredith was the only one <laughs> tuning in. I don't know. But um, she encouraged me with that. And and. I connect the two because um, that was really important to me that she and she nominated me for that. So that really stood out for me. And and so thank you. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Again, I'm super happy to be here. So thank you. All right. So we're going to get started. My first question, really, we talk about confidence and, you know, as a black woman, as a mother of daughters, I understand how important confidence is. And at 45 years old, I uh, will be transparent and tell you I'm still working on it. I'm still working on confidence. So tell me, just tell me where this came from. How did this, how was this birth? Absolutely. So to be very transparent, it was birthed from a season of pain. So mm. it was birthed from a season of pain. And what happened was it was a really tumultuous season. It was everything like it was happening at one time. So I had 
Um, I was engaged. We called off the wedding. My godfather was killed in a motorcycle accident. As soon as I caught my breath, then uh, my aunt, the reason why we moved to Michigan from Virginia, she ended up dropping dead um, when after we buried her, went back to work. And at the time I was working at a hospital in Saginaw, um, went back to work and there was an attempt to assassinate my character. And it's like all the way around. It was something it, it, constantly something. And so a couple of things. Number one, as a single woman, I realized that I tied my self-worth to marriage. Now, I'm not, that does not mean that marriage is not important, that, that marriage is not um, God ordained, that marriage is not something that, um, that I want. But at the time, I tied my self-worth to marriage. And so when the engagement ended, there was a lot of me that was ripped away. I didn't know who I was anymore. Um, I felt like I was unworthy. And even though the even though calling off the engagement was the best thing that could have happened, it was still a grieving process that I had to go through. So not only was I grieving the life that I thought I was going to have, I was also grieving my godfather, you know, my aunt, you know, all these other things I was grieving at the same time. And so I really got to the point, it was almost like the woman with the issue of blood, mm -hmm. whatever I got to do to be made whole, you know, and that was literally what I kept thinking, whatever I have to do to be made whole, because I remember I went through, I call it functional depression. I don't know if that's actually a term, but that's what I call it. Like I was yeah. functionally depressed. I went to work. I knew when to smile. I knew when to talk to people. I knew when to answer the phone. I knew how to hee hee ha ha. But inside, um, there, there was, um, such heaviness and depression. Mm -hmm. And so I remember one day literally being on the ground, laid out prostrate on the floor. And I'm like, Lord, you know, what is going on here? And I remember even questioning, I felt like I was Job. I remember like, what else is going to happen? Who else is going to be taken away from me? And so it was just a really dark place. And so um, as I began praying through that season and along with help, so along with, I just want to drop this in here, along yes. with, with mental, mental health counseling, mm -hmm. you know, professional help, along with spiritual counseling and along with, um, with wise counsel around me and people praying for me and with me, that was how I came out of the season. And so one thing that um, one of my pastors that I had when I lived in Michigan would say is, um, Pastor Solomon Kenlight, we don't go through hell for the hell of it. Mm. And so um, we should always try to reach back and help other people. And so that's how I felt that I didn't go through that just to go through it. And so mm -hmm. Confidence Academy was birthed with me trying to help other people because oh. of the season that I went through of, of feeling lack and feeling like I was not worthy. Right. Wow. That's that's awesome. Praise God for that. Uh, that story. And when I hear you say that the things that we go through is really what is 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 built to motivate other people. Really, we go through these things. But when I when I heard you say that not only did you get the prayers, not only did you get wise counsel from within, you know, your local ministry, but it's important that we go out and get that help for our mental. Amen. Amen. I mean, yeah. You know, sometimes I look at it like this. A lot of times we'll go to doctors for our kidneys, for our heart, for whatever the case may be. But we should also have that professional help for the mental as well. And a lot of times there's a stigma on that, but I believe it is changing. 
So I, yeah, I agree. I agree, Selena, because I feel like um, so many times in the church, it was, you know, we don't get therapy. We, we just pray we pray. and we do pray, but the Bible also tells us faith without works. And so, you know, I can pray and have faith that God is going to do it, but I also need to put in work. I also need to know when to get professional help. And that's the thing is that um, seeking professional help does not make us weak. It does not make us crazy. It makes us wise. And as we know, Proverbs talks a lot about wisdom. <laughs> and yes. so it's, it's, you know, a matter of using wisdom to say, you know what, I can't do this on my own. I need help. And so that was what um, what I need. It was a lot going on. And especially now when we see the rise of suicide and yes. we're seeing, you know, um, Miss USA, Please you know, prominent me. people, yes. you know, it is important for us to understand that we are not alone, mm -hmm. that um, that we need to know when to reach out. And I'm going to say this also. I personally feel like like you mentioned in terms of the doctor, mm -hmm. I feel like just like we are supposed to have annual physicals and get our eyes checked annually, I think we should annually um, get a mental checkup as well. Mm. That's that's good. I, I do agree with that. And, you know, I, I was encouraged to do that, um, you know, going through my own little battle over the last two years. It was just such a change. Like you said, everything seemed to be turned upside down. It was such a different place from where I'd been comfortable. I said, I need to talk to somebody. Yeah, I believe God. I trust God. I mean, my husband is even a pastor, but I knew I needed some, I needed something else to help me and guide me through and help me navigate this situation. So one of the things going back to your book, and I did read the book, but for those of you, I <laughs> tell you, I don't know, I hope you can see it. But um, this book is what she gifted me with. And um, I'm telling you that story that she was telling you about is in here. I recommend that you go get it. Um, along with that new one, you got uh, Secrets to uh, Confident Teen and Woman. I got that as well. Yes. So I want you to really, I encourage you that you pick this up. She has some great, and I think we're going to talk about it a little bit more um, as the conversation goes on. But I think it is so important um, what you're doing and the work that you're doing. But um, when I was reading your, your book and your writings, one of the things that really struck me is that it's filled with the word of God. And I love that, that you give us practical uh, teachings, but you also, you kind of um, validated, if you will, with the word of God. And I want to know, where did that come from? Where did your your ability to rely on on, on the Lord and, and the scriptures, where did that come from? I would say that, so my foundation mm -hmm. um, happened at, in Flint, Michigan, at Grace Emanuel Baptist Church under uh, Marvin A. Jennings Sr. So that's where my foundation came right. from. But it wasn't until again, going back to that season, mm -hmm. I personally feel like you really, 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 really learn God when mm -hmm. you're in a valley. Yes. And so um, it was literally one of those things where, you know, it was almost like, look, I've done all I can. And while I had a relationship with God, I did not know God as Jehovah Rapha until I was like, Lord, I need you to heal my heart. You know, I need you to heal my mind. I need yes. you to heal my spirit because there were times. And again, this is something I don't feel like we talk about a lot either. I was angry with God. Mm. You know, I, w I was mad at God, you know, for a little bit in that in that time frame, you know, as well. Like, you know, how did this happen? How did I miss this? I'm doing this. So then I start 
thinking that because of what I was doing and I was serving and, you know, all of this, why is this happening to me? And so rude awakening, rude (laughs) awakening. Mm -hmm. But really, it was in that time frame where I, again, going back to the one with issue of blood or where I was like, whatever I have to do. Mm -hmm. And that also included really deepening my relationship with the Lord. So for me, I had to stay saturated in the word. And that was with um, reading. That was with praying. That was with listening to sermons, podcasts. Um, It was with all of that because I literally, there were times where I'm like, I think I'm about to go cuckoo. Mm. You know, that is really what I thought. And and I'm just using a term at that time, you know, not to be, um, not to sound insensitive, but that was the term that I felt at that point. Like, I think Mm -hmm. I'm about to lose it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't feel like I could really talk to a lot of people um, about it because I'm the strong one. Um, Right. So so I'm the strong one. So I can't, you know, share this with just any and everyone. So that's where, again, the therapy helped tremendously. That was where the spiritual counsel helped Mm -hmm. tremendously from Mm -hmm. another one of my um, phenomenal spiritual fathers in Flint, Pastor George. At Word of Life, and then that's also where there was um, an, an, a woman at at Grace Emanuel um, that I was really close to, and her background was social worker. She was okay. a social worker, and she ended up saying, "Whenever you need me, call me. I don't care what time it is." And so, you know, initially, it's like, you know, I don't want to bother anyone, and a lot of us are like that. We're like, yeah, yeah I don't really want to bother anyone. Mm-hmm. No, they everyone has their own things going on. But again, it was one of those days where it was like two, three, four o'clock in the morning and I was crying obsessively, you know, and that was when I did end up reaching out. And like she she answered that phone and she said, um, if I have to sit here on the phone until you go to sleep. I'll sit here on the phone with you. But then, you know, also was times where she was like, tell me what you're thinking. What are you feeling? What are you, you know? And so those things were, were extremely, extremely important. But yeah, I would definitely say during that season, I, that was when my thirst, you know, happened was when I was in that low place in that Valley. And I was like, I need, like, I think about uh, Bishop Paul Morton, you know, I need the, <laughs> like, I'm like, I need you. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And and I think I'm sure that a lot of people listening can relate to your story, uh, especially when you're saying, you know, a lot of times we don't want we say, oh, I'm not going to bother them. You know, we and I don't I don't necessarily want to make it a race thing, but it seems that as black women, we think we're strong. You know, we're known to be strong. So, you know, we feel like we, we don't have anywhere else to go. So I want to I want to look at uh, the components or the goals of Confidence Academy. Uh, when I was doing a little research, your goals were to cultivate confidence, character, boldness, and courage in women. Those are all so powerful. Not just the confidence, but the, the character. Character is very crucial um, in when you're representing yourself, but definitely when you're representing the kingdom. And then courage and boldness. So I want you to just kind of talk about those because is is boldness and courage the same thing? So I do see it, um, see them a little a little differently. Mm So with everything in terms of Confidence Academy, it essentially so I feel that so much is tied to confidence. And so even as it pertains to from a character standpoint, 
having the character to say, I don't care what everybody else is doing. I'm going to stand flat footed and wait until the Lord, you know, um, bless me with what, what, what I'm supposed to have, or I'm yes. going to stand flat footed and wait on the promises of God. Dr. Judith McAllister, you had her, um, you know, on the podcast previously and, you know, she's talks about the blood you know, there yet, you know, yes and amen, you know? And so, um, and so that's the thing that I'm going to stand flat footed and wait on the Lord instead of doing anything that's going to, um, anything outside of my character. So I'm not going to lie to get it. I'm not going right. to cheat to get it. I'm not right. going to show my cleavage, you know, or Come whatever on. to get it. I'm not going to put on for the gram to Thank get it. You know, I'm going to walk in um, who I am and be comfortable and confident with who I am and whose I am to know that I don't have to do anything, um, anything negative or anything detrimental to get what God has for me. So that's really, you know, that, that character piece um, and walking in integrity. But then the courage is, you know, the courage to um, to say that I am enough, the courage of knowing that, you know, mm -hmm. I actually that I'm not enough. So let me say that a different way that I'm not enough, but that I'm more than enough. Wow. So having the courage to, you know, to to say that. And that's what anything, even at work to to say, you know, even the courage to say going back to therapy, you know what? I need help. Yes. There is something going on in my mind. I don't know what it is, but I really need to talk to someone. I know that this excessive crying is a little out of the norm. Mm -hmm. I'm losing a lot of weight because of this depression or stress, or I'm gaining a lot of weight because mm -hmm. of, so I need to seek, you know, therapy, the yeah. courage to say that, um, you know, to say that I'm not okay, you know, to, to, to say that, but then also even from a career standpoint, being bold enough to say, I know that I'm more than enough. I know my value. And so as such, let's negotiate this salary. Yeah. Because that's something that that a lot of, that women as a whole yes. do not do. We don't negotiate so like good. men. Yes. Yeah, we don't negotiate like men. So let's go ahead and negotiate this this, this salary um, mm -hmm. and have this conversation. But you know, but also with with that in terms of confidence, knowing that I'm not going to be good at everything, and so it's okay to say, you know what, I really don't know how to, um, and I'm trying to think of something, I really don't know how to use Microsoft Excel, but yeah. I am willing to take a class to learn how to do it. Mm -hmm. I am willing to, and confident enough to say, you know what, I don't know how to do this, but let me see, there's someone I follow on Instagram who I saw they were talking about it. So let me just message them. The worst somebody can say is no. no. So I don't have a problem messaging people, you know, as it pertains to, hey, I just have a question. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have a question. Um, so really, the you know, the courage to ask for help. I love even that. Even as it pertains to that. Yeah, I love that because I, I like to say, um, don't be afraid to use people as resources. You know, uh, yeah, like you said, all of all they can say is no. But a lot of times we sit back and we say, oh, you know, I see this one doing that. But you're afraid. What is where does the fear come from? That's you know, so this is wonderful. And one of the reasons why I said I have to get you on, because I know this is something that I've dealt with and I, I continue to fight. So I want to go back to your book. And there is a word that I believe is connected somehow with um, confidence. Um, I think it was about, it was page 129 or so. You talk about contentment. Mm 
Can you talk yeah. can you talk a little <laughs> bit about the importance of that? Yeah. And 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 here's the thing I want to say to anyone listening. Um like Selena said, I'm going to say this with myself. I have not arrived. So I'm not, it's not one of those things where I'm confident about everything 100% of the time. There are times where it's like, hmm, I don't know about this, but I go back to the word. Okay. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Lord, you said I'm more than a conqueror. So if this is what yeah. you're telling me to do, I'm going to go ahead and do it with you on my side. So there are times where I'm like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. But but, you know, I go back to the word and what the Lord told me, you know, and making sure that I receive confirmation, you know, as it pertains to that. So when it comes to um, contentment, I just want to share, you know, even from a biblical standpoint, the scripture says I have learned <laughs> To be content. It didn't say it didn't say that we're born. Born content. That's <laughs> content. Right. Because you think about when you were a kid, like I want that. I want right. that. Mm, mm. You know, you're, you're mumbling and groaning and crying mm -hmm. and whining, you know, and all of that. And it's like you want what you want or, you know, you could have two toys. You think sometimes about children, they have two toys in front of them and you can grab something that they're not even looking at. Not, not even thinking about. And as soon as you grab it, you know, all of a sudden they, they want that toy. I'm a so, <laughs> so, so it's like, you know, again, it's something that, that we learn. Mm -hmm. Nowadays with social media, it's become so dangerous because mm -hmm. we see so much on social media. And then it's like, that's what you want. You mm -hmm. know, you see marriage and that's what you want. Or you see someone getting married or you see mm -hmm. someone getting engaged. And it's like, you know, that's what I want. So it's one thing to, you know, desire those things. It's another thing to covet those things. Right. And so um, and so even for me, being a single woman, I absolutely desire marriage and mm -hmm. I cannot wait until um, I am married. I do think my singleness is this is part of my process. Right. You know, th this right here, what I'm dealing with, what I'm going through, even, you know, the the demise of the past, you know, engagement, and all of that, that was all a part of my process. Because, see, if that didn't happen, Confidence Academy would not have been birthed. There so it had to happen. Yeah. And so um, so even now, this is a part of the process, because as I am um, focusing on on joy, as I'm focusing on what the Lord wants me to do, as I'm focusing on Confidence Academy, as well as, you know, a couple of other brands coming down the pipe, you know, as I'm doing those things, God is preparing me. Yeah. God is preparing, you know, even in terms of as it pertains to being selfless. I'm mm -hmm. the I'm the baby in my family. <laughs> the <Okay>. baby. <laughs> so there are some levels of selfishness that can come, you okay. know, with being the baby, but um, but learning how to be selfless in this process. And so um, and so with that, contentment became really important. And that's where I think that all of us um just have to make sure that we're content. Now it doesn't say that I'm just settling. But while I'm in this space, while I am single, I'm going to do what God has me to do, be content in this space until God takes me to, you know, the next level as it pertains to marriage. Um, and I think sometimes, you know, we don't. My niece and I were just having this conversation is that, you know, when you get married, you know, the, the goal is forever. And mm -hmm. so, you know, we're not going to be in this space anymore where you can essentially like. So we just got back from California. We're not going to be in the space anymore where you can just say, you know what? You want to go to California? Let's go. You, you know, um, and so learning to enjoy the singleness and the singlehood yeah. 
or, you know, if you're off work for two weeks, let's just say, um, and, you know, learning to be content in that space until the next comes along. The, the other thing is I see a lot of people see people um, on social media. Mm -hmm. um, putting on for the gram, you know, and they see them, you know, oh, I'm entrepreneur, oh, I'm entrepreneur, oh, I'm entrepreneur. Um, and there are a lot of times where I know for a fact that a lot of entrepreneurs work in other jobs too, but they're putting on for everyone, like, you right. know, oh, I'm just an entrepreneur, this is all I'm doing, this is great, you know, and so really being careful as, as well as it pertains to what we again, what we're coveting and making sure that we're not coveting. We can get inspired by people. But yeah. again, just making sure that we're not coveting and just um, really loving the space that we're in until we get to the next level. It doesn't mean that we're settling for less than. Go ahead and, and, you know, learn what you need to learn. Obtain the knowledge that you need to obtain. You know, work on you in the process. But, um, you know, again, until you get to the next level, that's what I think about as it pertains to that contentment piece, too. Yes. And I, I love that, you know, sitting in the place that you're in. And really, like I, I referred to earlier, you know, with my situation that I've been going through, you know, instead of being uh, thinking negative thoughts and, you know, woe is me, I said, Lord, help me to take advantage of the situation that I'm in right now. I've got a little bit more time, you know, while I'm waiting for him to move in this area. Show me how I can be more effective, you know, and I, I really think it's, it's kind of a mindset thing. You have to be intentional about your mindset. Like I can choose to lay in the bed and how did this happen to me and be discouraged? Or I can say, OK, what is the positive on that? And that's, you know, what I chose to do um, It's giving me time to do this and have conversations with people I probably would have never had if I was, you know, still doing what I was doing before. So um, this is great. I am enjoying this. And I'm I'm sure that the listeners and those who view this uh, podcast are enjoying it as well. Um, let's move right along. Why is confidence in, in Dr. Joy's opinion important as it pertains to the kingdom of God? Oh, that's a good one. So I think that um, for me, I would say that confidence is extremely important and it goes back to um, to two scriptures that we always hear is as it pertains to us being prepared to do what God would have us to do. I can do all things through Christ. Yes. Not some things, not a few things, but I can do all things through Christ, you know, who strengthens me. Mm -hmm. um, I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus, you know. Um, and so those are, in my opinion, those are two scripture that's built on confidence. My confidence, not in myself, not in my clothes, not in cash, not in education, not in marital status, not in any of that, but my confidence in who I serve yeah. and who my father is. Mm -hmm. And so that's where, you know, I believe confidence becomes extremely important because we um, are confident to do what God has called us to do. But also we have to get to a place where we're confident with hearing what God told us to say. I mean, with mm -hmm. hearing what God told us to do, excuse me, mm -hmm. you know, being confident in that, being confident with confirmation. So, you know, knowing, okay, Ooh, you want deep. me to do what? Because there have been times where the Lord has told me something and excuse me, I know some people are looking at me crazy when I do this, but there's times where the Lord has told me something. I'm like, you want me to do what? Right. <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> like what? And so, uh, but then I go back and I said, okay, now this is, this is how I am with the Lord. The Lord knows his children, right? Yes. <laughs> Our daddy knows his children. I believe so I, I'm always like, Lord, break it down to me. Like I'm in the kindergarten. Mm-hmm. You know, you know your daughter. So, okay, because I want to make sure because I can tell you before that there have been times in the past where I thought it was the Lord, but it was my flesh. It was my own desire. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And so that's where for me, it's important to actually receive that confirmation. Like, okay, Lord, um, are you sure? Mm-hmm. And so uh, when I receive that, conf- well, not necessarily, are you sure? Like, you sure you won't? Not I know that God is sure, but you sure you you sure this right. is for me? Uh-huh. <laughs> and so um, and so yeah, so that's where it becomes really important because sometimes it's large. So so I'll share this. I um in March of 2021, I was actually it was before that was like February, February, January, February 2021. I um felt like the Lord told me to start providing affordable housing for people back in Flint. And so I'm like, same thing. I'm like, really? <laughs> you know, you know, you know, my background is public health. I'm in higher ed. You know, I do all right. this. Like, I know nothing about this. And goes back Maryland, to, correct? Right. Yes. Yes. So I live in Maryland now. And uh-huh. so I'm like, you sure? And so, um, so I, you know, kept praying about it. I did. I prayed about it. And I'm like, okay, Lord, make it, make it plain. So, but in the process, and you know, in that time frame, in the process, I still reached out to a couple of people that I knew in Flint who, you know, real estate property manager, I still reached out, made appointments and all of that, but I still was praying. And so it was actually Pastor John Hanna. Oh, wow. It was Pastor John Hanna. I was listening to um, a Thursday night Bible study in March. I want to say it was March 9th. I was listening mm-hmm. to a, a Thursday night Bible study and I was on Zillow looking at places in Flint mm-hmm. and the Bible study was on the TV on YouTube. And it was it was funny because and I, I'm trying not to laugh when I say this, but it was funny when it happened because um, he ended up saying for some of you. So right now, the cost of living um, is very, very different in the DMV area than it is in Michigan. So it is extremely um, much higher here. And I moved here to like the end of 2020. So I'm not sure where I want to stay permanently. I'll say it like that. So right now I live in an apartment. Okay. So at any rate, so I'm like, well, Lord, you know, this doesn't make sense. I live in an apartment. You want me to buy a house for somebody else to to live in, you know? And so literally um, Pastor Hannah was on, and I had to record this, but he was like, you know, hear this for some of you, or this, this house that you're about to buy is not your permanent resident, it's your investment property. And my eyes literally probably popped out my head and I looked up and I had to hear rewind. I'm like, oh, he said it. And what was interesting, he was looking right at the camera as he said it. So it looked like he was looking right at me. I was like, oh. Oh, wait a minute. So um, so I said as to say is really confidence becomes important with the instruction that God gives because I could have still and there were other things that happened in terms of steady confirmation. Um, but I could have said, you know what, nah, that's not what the Lord told me, you know, and then I'm 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 being disobedient. Essentially, you know, I'm being disobedient. If God mm-hmm. told me to do something, I didn't do it. Right. I'm being disobedient. So I would also say that confidence becomes important as it pertains to following the assignment and the instruction that the Lord gives us. 
and and our obedience someone else's blessing is tied to our obedience and so that's why it's important that we're obedient as oh well. that's it and someone else's blessing is tied to our obedience i want those that are listening please hear that someone else's blessing and that's what kingdom is all about kingdom is really making sure that we're showing that we're being sought in light and whatever area that god has given us to do in in your field in higher education in the medical field whatever it is that that you have to do that's what kingdom is all about and that's so so good when you think about the definition to confidence one of the definitions is a trust um, having that trust. And we know that God is not a man that he should lie. That's what the word says. He cannot lie. It's impossible for it to happen. So when he calls you, when he gives you a, a dream or gives you an assignment, you got to know that he has a greater, well, the scripture says all things work together for the good of them who love, who are the called of God and who love God. So, um, yeah, that's that's amazing, amazing. And I think you are encouraging so many people right now. I want to move on because, you know, we probably could talk all day. <laughs> I don't want to take, take up to, but let's let's skip on a little bit. Um, and let's just talk about. I did have one question. I hope it makes sense. But have your accomplishments because you your accomplishments are extensive very, very impressive. But have your accomplishments help you become a confident person or have your have being confident help you accomplish those things that you that you. So that that makes sense. I would say um, being confident. Okay. Um, now, it can go both ways, but I would say more than anything, it's being confident has helped me. So I remember the program at Harvard. Um, the uh, Women in Education Leadership Program. Mm -hmm. And to this day, the, the, the person who's over that program, Dr. Deborah Jewel Sherman, her and I um, have a great relationship, pray with each other, pray together. Mm -hmm. And even that, that was God ordained. Of all the people that was in the program, you know, that this Harvard professor, you know, that's and over just, this and program. <laughs> and I just stopped because I, people need to know God got people everywhere. Yes. He has people everywhere. How would we have thought you when you think of Harvard and Ivy League, you think, you know, they're not thinking about the Bible. They're not thinking about the kingdom of God. But can you tell us that again? You said there is a professor that you're still connected with. Y'all pray together. Yes. That's yeah, we we have prayed together. We um we are and and I even know a couple of, you know, her mentees, you know, as well. They are. God fearing anointed women, you know, as well. And so, um, and so that's the thing is that initially like applying for it, I'm like, uh, Harvard, you know, right. Like, do I want to apply for this? And it was an application process. And, um, but I did apply. I was like, you know what, at the end of the day, if it's for me, you know, what God has for me is for me. So if it's for me, but guess what? If I never apply, I'll never know. You so never I went ahead know. and I applied. It worked out. I was accepted. And just the relationships that were formed, you know, so it was bigger than it was bigger than while the program was life changing. It was much bigger than that. It was the connections, you know, that was tied to it. 
you know, mm-hmm. it was it was the connections. And from meeting Dr. Deborah Jewel Sherman, she in turn introduced me to Dr. Fisher, who's in Chicago. And now her and I have a phenomenal relationship. And then she introduced me to a Dr. Green, who's in the DMV. And like, you know, again, all women of faith, yes. you know, all women of faith. And so the Lord, um, the Lord is intentional. He and is. so a lot of times we don't know the why, but it's something bigger. And so, again, we have to be obedient in order to understand and get to the why sometimes. Sometimes we won't know the why at all, but there are times where, you know, you just have to be obedient and walk it out and see, you know, what God, um, what God wants you to do. Um, the same thing was for, you know, the, um, even in terms of, I'll tell you in terms of the, the PhD, mm-hmm. I, I, when I was, 13, I think it was like 13, 14, I was a part of Upward Bound, which was at my community college. I was um, a part of Upward Bound. There was um, one of the instructors. We had to do um, two things in the class. Number one, we had to fill out what we wanted to do, you know, Mm -hmm. with our, you know, in the future. And then another one we had to do, we sort of like we made clay. And then the middle was like a green dot and around it was like um, regular, like brown dots or something like that. And so the purpose of that was to make sure we around positive people um, mm-hmm. at all times. And and um, on what I actually wrote out in terms of the future, I wrote out that I want to be a doctor and I want to be a teacher. So I wasn't thinking, you know, at the time I'm thinking, you know, I'm like 13, I'm thinking yeah. a pediatrician, a medical doctor, and, you know, like a teacher in a high school, not knowing that it was going to be a PhD in public health and a college professor. And this is something that 13. So I think about when the Bible talks about write the vision, and make it plain, you know, and so um had no idea yes. that what I was writing at the time, but how um, that also led me to go after some of those, you know, some of the things that I um, some of the things that I felt that God put on me and in my heart. And so that was applying for different, um, different uh, doctoral programs that was even applying to grad school at Central Michigan, you know, and all of those different things. Um, you know, the, the other thing, everything was literally um, a faith walk. Yes. And it was me stand, standing on. I can do all things. I'm more than a conqueror. And what you said, Romans 8, 28, all things, not some things, not a few things, all things. Mm-hmm. And even then, um, you know, we'll work together for our good. God never promised it would feel good. No, not at all. <laughs> God didn't promise it would feel good. But if we keep walking it out with the Lord, that it will work together for our good. It will work together. Amazing. Dr. Joy, this has just been phenomenal. As I said, I could talk to you all day. <laughs> um, and um, just as your eyes light up when you talk about your, your mentors and your former professors, um, I do the same thing when I say I got to talk to Dr. Joy. And <laughs> I really, I really appreciate this so much. Um, so I want to again encourage everybody. I hope it, you can see it. I want you to go get this. It's on Amazon. You can go to her website. And can you just tell us how we can connect with you? We can get sure. Movies, right. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. you can follow me on Instagram at I am Dr. Joy. So I am Dr. Joy, but it's Dr. Joy. So I am Dr. Joy, as well as confidenceacademy.info um, as well. And I will say, um, I'm just going to do a little tease, yeah, Selena, okay. if you don't mind. This is yeah. my first time. Oh, my is, first this time <laughs> is this breaking news? It's breaking news. All right. Um, but, but something that's coming, and it's also coming from a season that I went through, is I'm advocating for my uterus. 
okay. advocating for my uterus and it is um, women's health, reproductive yeah. health. And it's birthed out of my journey with uterine fibroids. Um, oh, fibroids wow. are big in the um, black population, African-American yeah. population. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of women suffer from fibroids, regardless if they're diagnosed or not. Um, mm -hmm. Literally, some some research studies say between 65 and 80 percent of black women will suffer from fibroids at some point in their life. Wow. So um, what happened is I actually had a physician, um, a specialist um, that told me, uh, you know, essentially get a hysterectomy. And so I knew that I did not need a hysterectomy. Mm -hmm. um, and so there was a lot of prayer, but there was also recent. My background is research, but there was a lot of research and then reaching out to people that I knew. But again, a lot of prayer. And lo and behold, in September, I ended up having um, surgery. This is my second surgery. I had one surgery about 10 years ago, had an open procedure. My fibroids were removed um, at Sibley in D.C. And it saddened me when I thought about it. I was I was thankful and praising God yes. that um, I have my uterus. But it saddened me because what about the number of women who don't have their uterus because they didn't know what to do? Whether, you know, they didn't know from a practical standpoint, you know, that they can get a second opinion, mm -hmm. that they can, you know, try to go to University of Michigan or Hopkins or, you know, whatever other hospital they can at least try to research that. And so from that, um, God did birth this. And going back to something I said earlier, we don't go through hell for the hell of it. So I don't believe I went through that process with my uterine fibroids, the process of having someone tell me get a hysterectomy, very nonchalant, get a hysterectomy, you know, the process of going through a surgery, by the way, with a nurse named Ezra and a nurse named Peter that was on my team in the hospital, <laughs> Ezra and Peter, um, you know, you know, God is intentional going back yes. to God is very, you know, intentional. And so that's something that's actually um, coming as well. And again, having confidence to be able to say, I'm going to get a second opinion. Like yes. I, I, that's not what, I just don't believe that that's what God has for me. So let me just go get another opinion and see, let me make sure that I'm, that I'm praying on it and that I'm trusting God. Mm -hmm. Um, but also that I'm being wise and that I am seeking professional help. And so, um, again, being confident enough to say, yeah, I'm not going for that. So let yes. me, let me get another opinion. I mean, that is awesome. The work that you do is so, so vital to our community because being our own advocate, I've learned that over the last few years. And it helps to have someone like you and you with your expertise. And, and we were talking about Meredith, our friend. She helped me so much because she would get on the phone and I would be able to send her my lab work. And she'll say, ask this question, ask that question. If I had not had her as a friend, how would I know what questions to ask, where they, where they, what tests to request? Because we don't know we can request things and, you know, mm -hmm. like, but being our own advocate, it comes from being confident. Yes. Valuing yes. what God has put in us, not just yes. taking, taking their word for it, because yep. sometimes they do overlook us. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, um, there's a level of intimidation because, yes. well, they have the education they have, but at the same time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm their humans as well. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it, it may be unintentional, you know, or it may be a situation where they looked at the wrong, you know, their eyes didn't align with the right set of labs, yeah, right? It could right. be anything, but just making sure that knowing that it's okay to ask questions and being bold enough to ask those questions yes. and, you know, confident enough to say, 
um, you know, I think I, you know, what do you think about this? I think I'm going to get a second opinion. Yeah. And here's the thing. If the physician is confident in their diet, they shouldn't mind you going to get a second yeah. opinion. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So it's so confidence it all around, ways. even with the physician. Right, right. It goes both ways. Yeah. Well, Dr. Joy, this has been a pleasure. I, I hope you would come back because there's so many other things we could talk about. But, you know, the kingdom is so vast. So it I'm, is. Just, I'm telling you, thank you so much. I'm just so honored that you agreed. And um, please come back when you can. Absolutely. I appreciate you again. Thank you so much. And I want to encourage you in terms of what you're doing. Uh, we know that sometimes the enemy can try to get in our head mm -hmm. and make us feel like we're not doing it right or we're not qualified. But I just want you to know that um, that this is what the Lord wants for you to do. And I think you're going to reach a lot of people mm -hmm. and that it's necessary. And so I just say that greater is coming. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has entered into Selena's heart the things that the Lord have prepared for you. So uh, I'm excited for you. Wonderful. Thank you so much for your kindness and your kind You're work. welcome. Absolutely. All right. All right. Until next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye.